Hello, everyone. I'm David Schwartz, President and CEO of FIBA. I want to welcome you to another of FIBA's informative podcasts. Today, we are here with Jordi Torres, who is the new chair of FIBA. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about his plans for FIBA in 2022, uh, discuss some of the changes that we've had at FIBA, and also a little bit about why you should be a member of FIBA. What are those benefits? What are those advantages? So, Jordi, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you, David, for having me. So, Jordi, just so people can understand a little bit about you and, and who you are, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and a little bit about your career. Uh, sure. Thank you, David. Yeah, uh, I started in banking back in 1988, a uh, long time ago. And uh, in Banco Sabadell, in a city, it's called Terrassa. It's my hometown near Barcelona. And uh, there I started doing something that I never thought I'd be doing, which is working in a bank. That uh, gave me the opportunity to actually continue working on my, getting my college degree. And uh, after that, I spent uh, three years in Arthur Anderson in, in the auditing business until I realized it was, that was not my, my thing. And I came back to Banco Sabadell. Since then, I stayed in near Barcelona until 1999, where I moved to the Dominican Republic as, as the person of Banco Sabadell, representing Banco Sabadell in Banco BHD. And there I had the ability to do uh, a lot of different things uh, within the Dominican banking industry and also in the uh, insurance business. So that it was like a second MBA for me, uh, knowing a different uh, banking business regulations and also uh, another financial business like insurance, casualty, health, etc. In 2005, uh, we decided, uh, we meaning the family, decided to move uh, to the United States. And since then, I've been participating either on uh, international private banking with Banco Sabadell, uh, Miami branch. And also, I spent 10 years as a CFO and uh, some uh, IT legal HR uh, uh, responsibilities in domestic banking when Banco Sabadell had Sabadell United Bank here in the States. Since uh, we sold that business in 2017, I came back to the international private banking business. Uh, and since then, I've been the CFO at Banco Sabadell Miami branch. So that's my, my almost 35 years in banking business in a nutshell. Interesting. And, and, something we probably don't see as much as we used to in terms of a very diverse background in banking. Uh, like you, I my intention was not to be a banker, it was to be a lawyer. Uh, <clears throat> of course, that went in a different direction. And also like you, I actually spent uh, six months working for Arthur Anderson uh, out in Hong Kong, and I too decided that wasn't for me. Um, so Given that background, prepared you, I'd say, quite a bit for the role to be FIBA's executive committee chair. So how did you actually become involved with FIBA? Well, Banco Sabadell has always been involved in FIBA uh, since, uh, let's say, the beginning of uh, its branch open here in Miami more than 25 years ago. Uh, we've always been members. We've always, always participated at, at some degree. And uh, I think it was like four years ago that uh, uh, Julian Fernandez uh, uh, was his last year and Antonio Be Tony Bejarano asked me if I could join FIBA. And I did it with this kind of 
saying, okay, I'd like to be closer to that organization that we've always been part of. And uh, and I got to the, at the board, uh, start understanding better how FIBA work. And also then I had the opportunity to be part of the executive committee. I'd say that was an opportunity and, and an honor because uh, FIBA, it's always been uh, uh, something special in terms of helping international institutions or banks here in Miami. Uh, but I learned that there was more than that. There was a lot of training. There was a lot of other committees that I, I didn't know that existed, but they were providing a great value to its members. And uh, that I think it helped me decide that I wanted to be more and more involved as I am right now. So uh, it was an opportunity I took at that moment, and I'm really helpful uh, being here. And you take over at an interesting time, uh, shall we say? Uh, we are still in the midst of the COVID pandemic, which has had a great impact on how banks do business. Um, and of course, how FIBA operates going from a very in-person uh, focused organization to now operating more virtually and remotely. So given that environment, uh, what are your plans for FIBA in 2022? I think that, as, as you said, David, uh, these are challenging times. Uh, I think that those in-person meetings that we used to have before that were really helpful in terms of uh, knowing people uh, more deeply and uh, establishing relationships are gone, at least for now. And we now we need to be more prepared to work in a, a remote environment. We learned our way to do it uh, during the last couple of years. And now we need, I think we need to have a, a change in our mindset that this is here to stay. Maybe not 100% remote, but uh, on a, in a hybrid model. And that uh, for FIBA, it's a challenge, but it, uh, it's the same challenge that all the organizations have. We've proven that we can do it. Uh, we've been able to adapt to this environment. And, uh, and we need to explore the, opportun the opportunities that that brings. For us, FIBA, it's a small organization, uh, but now it gives us the opportunity to reach uh, out to markets and, and institutions that maybe before that were more um, within this mindset of everything in person. Now we need to change that into something that we can explore in reaching out to markets and geographies where before it was more complex. So I see this as an opportunity for someone like us. Also, uh, this is the same thing is happening for other organizations. So they're going to be reaching out to our natural markets as well. So I think that our challenge is to be successful in, in growing into different geographies and industries that we didn't reach before, and also uh, protect our natural markets and add more value, so to speak, so that our members and participants in our conferences, trainings, et cetera, see that as valuable, as valuable or more than before and decide to uh, keep on being part of FIBA. And following up on that uh, idea of expanding the types of institutions that uh, you reach out to, FIBA has undergone a, a refresh, a rebrand, uh, where FIBA used to stand for Florida International Bankers Association. FIBA is now the Financial and International Business Association. So what was the idea behind that change? And, and maybe you can discuss a little bit that membership strategy. Oh, for sure. 
uh, I think that was a, a big, a big change. It was uh, something that uh, since I joined FIBA as board had been all always in the air in terms of someone, uh, uh, some thoughts were discussed at some level that uh, we were missing opportunities on one end and on the other that the industry was changing. And it's, it's a fact that with all these fintechs, uh, all these different financial institution forms that are in our banks, uh, they were, didn't have their space within FIBA. The Florida, it was also a limitation. Uh, some banks didn't want to join uh, an organization or an association that said it's just Florida. It's Florida-based, but also somehow had a Florida branding that could somehow restrict their their participation or their their needs. So I think that that was a really a, a deep conversation because changing a name it's not it's something you know it's not easy. Uh, at the same time, we cannot lose focus that we as FIBA were funded by banks and we still need to provide all this advocacy for banks and financial institutions that is needed. That because that makes us stronger and uh, helps us in succeeding in our endeavors and also challenges that might come from, let's say, new regulations or new, uh, uh, new opportunities in the markets. So all this was a deep conversation amongst all of us. I think it was very transparent, very honest conversation. And uh, we cannot forget our past, but we need to embrace our future with this new change and also opening our, our ideas, opening our thoughts and opening uh, our, uh, uh, let's say, action plans in, in, in that we're going to have institutions that are not exactly banks or strictly banks that will have different needs, that will have uh, different approaches, different coming from different geographies and different realities. And that will, will force us to actually think differently and uh, outside of our normal comfort zone. And so what are the benefits associated with, with FIBA membership? Why should somebody uh, be a FIBA member? And, and what are the advantages of these new membership tiers that you've launched? I think that the world has changed and now the world is it's, it's global. And uh, either you are, whether you're a bank or a fintech or a uh, investment advisor or even international organization that wants to do business with the United States, uh, you need to be, you need someone that actually helps you in understanding how business works. Someone that uh, gives you that, uh, that, uh, that provides you with this advocacy that in terms of uh, if you want to do a business that require money moving out in and out from your organization into another country or uh, dealing with certain regulations that you are not aware, you need that, uh, that uh, uh, advocacy to help you understand and structure your business. Also, you need to build a network uh, of relations. And uh, we are able to do that. We have a really strong network here. And also, uh, we have really strong ties with all Latin American banks. Uh, we are in the United States, but uh, pretty close. Uh, we're looking down to uh, uh, Latin America, and we have really strong relationships there. So uh, for someone joining FIBA, besides uh, having the opportunity to learn about uh, how 
the, the financial regulations uh, work here in Florida and the U.S. also gives you the ability to find that opportunity in terms of business uh, through the networks, uh, through the different committees, uh, and through the different initiatives and, and trainings that FIBA can offer. And that also give you, as an institution, the opportunity to have uh, your people better trained, better prepared to face all these challenges, and also uh, have uh, uh, to know people that might help you in your business uh, overall. Uh, when you talk about training uh, and education, what is it that FIBA offers that will benefit these new members? Absolutely. I mean, our, definitely our flagship is uh, our AML conference. Uh, it's, uh, I'd say that it's uh, number one AML conference in the U.S. Okay, We've been doing that for so many years. We get so, so great speakers there that bring us up to date on what's happening out there in terms of regulation, in terms of new trends, in terms of how to deal with new threats, how to get ready for the new, uh, the new uh, thresholds. Uh, and that's, that's, that's critical. Uh, all of us financial institutions, we cannot avoid being ready on that, on that, uh, on that end. It's, uh, it's imperative that we have our teams uh, well trained on anything has to do with AML and uh, anyone that is doing business here and nowadays uh, worldwide needs to be trained on that. That's, I'd say that's our number one. But we also do not live behind other stuff like uh, corruption or other uh, financial trainings that are needed within our tips. Okay. So uh, what we are able to do, and it's something that uh, because we are kind of a, a small shop in terms of getting ready for everything new it's coming out, but also getting ready to adapt any training to you as a member that it, that is needed for. Let's say that uh, we have a member that it's in, in a different country. Let's use the uh, Dominican Republic as an example. We can help them getting ready for anything has to do with U.S. regulation, but also we can adapt that to their environments and, and provide that training for them very, uh, let's say, tailor-made. So FIBA has the ability to uh, have uh, the trainings uh, that were done in person before, done remotely and also adapted to your needs. Okay. So <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the challenges of the pandemic uh, and what that has brought. Uh, and hopefully you know, we'll see some light at the end of this pandemic tunnel. But what other challenges do you foresee for financial institutions going forward? Well, financial institutions... Uh... Definitely, uh, the major the larger challenges that I have are are uh, the the burden of the regulations, in some sense, and having economics of skills, having systems, and having uh, someone that could tell you what the best practices are. So nowadays, uh, or whereas before, every different country had different regulations. Everything now it's more kind of coming to the same level of scrutiny and uh, being part of an organization that it's uh, focusing international business helps you a lot uh, in terms of being ready for that. So it's not just for US institutions, but also for anyone that wants to have 
any kind of deal with a, a new U.S. institution or a U.S. Uh, organization, FIBA can provide all this and can help you in succeeding. Any particular thoughts just uh, to, to wrap everything up on the future of banking itself? Uh, as I mentioned, you know, you have a very diverse background in, in terms of the financial services. You mentioned fintech um, and the potential impact this is going to have on on banking and its transformation. Any any thoughts on the future of banking? I mean, uh, I don't have the crystal ball, obviously, but uh, I think that uh, fintechs are here to stay. Some of them will transform into banks. Uh, and some banks are kind of transform them themselves into fintechs in terms of integrating new technologies in their processes. And we've been seeing that all along. So I think that uh, uh, as, as fintech initiatives uh, keep on growing, uh, some regulations will apply to them and they need to be ready for that. So they, we can both learn in building that uh, future together uh, fintechs and, and banks are meant to be part of the same uh, in the same arena, as, uh, we should say, and uh, and, uh, and and work together in partnership. So I, I see a fintech as I could see another bank competitor in terms that we have mutual interests and mutual uh, goals, and uh, a lot of times uh, we can collaborate uh, in in a lot of topics. So being there together, I think it makes us stronger in terms of uh, being prepared for the future. Great. Well, Jordi, thank you. It's been an interesting conversation. Appreciate you sharing a little bit about yourself, your background, your vision for FIBA and for the future of banking. So again, thank you for joining us. Thank you, David. And I also uh, like to uh, add that... Uh, being part of FIBA, it's a great benefit, not all, also not only for the institution, but also personally, because you know you know to get a lot of really really interesting people uh, that you can learn from, and also that can help you uh, in your personal network and also on your business uh, in your business goals. Thank you very much, David. Jordi, this has been a conversation with Jordi Torres, chair of FIBA for 2022, sharing some of his thoughts and perspectives not only on FIBA, but of the industry. So please join us again for another podcast that'll be coming your way soon. And everybody take care and stay safe out there.